let's exchange me Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex, Jamie Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I am Jamie and on today's episode we're talking to Matt about Foley for porn and sex scenes and stuff, which I didn't realise was even a thing. Um, sexual visibility for disabled people with Toby. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking about that, that was super interesting. Um, and I've also got the amazing Miss Kim Rub on to talk about her experiences in the fetish world. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Uh, let us know if you do on the Instagram, all that good stuff. And yeah, have fun. Love you, bye. Hi, Jamie. So I wanted to talk to you about an interesting job you had a while ago. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to fill us in? Yeah. So a while ago, like as a musician, you'll know, right. you can't just be a guitarist anymore. You can't, <laughs> you know, you have to wear many hats yeah. if you want to get anything in this industry. Yeah. So for a while, I wanted to do movie soundtracks. and I did a few yeah. short films. And along with that, Foley is something that comes up. Yeah. And what Foley is for anyone listening is adding sound effects to the picture. Yeah. So when someone films something, I always say picture a wind machine, you know, in a scene. Yeah. That wind machine's going to drown out any sound effects. So someone has yeah. to go in and add them. And the idea is if someone's done the job right, you will not hear they've done a job there. Yeah. So, um, I was scrolling across Reddit one day, as I always do. I'd have found a job for a feature film uh, for a Foley artist. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. So um, I went about it. It took me about six months. Uh, and you, you slowly develop these like, techniques, I suppose you could call them, where like, a broken bone is snapping celery. Uh, right. okay. The sound of rain is bacon being fried. Right, yeah. So it's subtle stuff like that that really ruins watching a film again for you. Right, because you just hear bacon and celery. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, this is taking me out of it. I can hear that that bacon is way too loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, But weirdly, fruits and vegetables are brought up so often in Foley. Right. Um, And in this film, I I kept getting it in like 10-minute chunks and on like the third 10 minute chunk, so 30 minutes into the film, this gentleman receives a blowjob. Okay. <laughs> you know, nothing out of the ordinary, but it, it dawned on me. I need to make sounds of a blowjob. <laughs> and uh, it was a very weird time for me. Uh, so my, <laughs> not for like doing the blow, well, that was weird, but also... <laughs> my setup of recording was moving like every two right. weeks. Yeah. Um, so I was in my dad's house at the time. And, like, this <laughs> just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. This is, this does get worse. So I'm like <laughs> looking around the house thinking like, what makes the sound of a blowjob? So I do some gagging into a microphone. And, ah, uh, nice. <laughs> I was like, what else? I need some like, as bad as this sounds, but this is how I think about sound. I need some juicy, <laughs> texture in the 
Yeah. Um, no one wants a dry blowjob. No, no. So I love that you're thinking like, I have to make it sound like a good blowjob, not just well, a blowjob. Yeah. Like. <laughs> the film made it look like she knew what she was doing. So okay, cool. Right. it'd be an injustice to the actress if I, uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so I'm like looking around the house and there's a fruit bowl and there's some grapefruit sat in the fruit bowl. Ah, a uh, Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie podcast, classic fruit there, the grapefruit. Yes, the but grapefruit. But hasn't heard it, we have an episode about grapefruiting, which you should definitely check out. Which, when I first heard, I thought, someone's done foley for... <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed. Um, but what makes it worse is, before just grabbing the grapefruit, like any normal person would do, I phoned my dad and was like, hi, dad, how are you, you know? <laughs> is there any chance I can borrow this grapefruit? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you're not going to ask. You can have whatever you want in the house. And I just kept digging a hole. I was like, oh, I'm not eating it. And he was like, <laughs> didn't need to be said. Yeah. Didn't need to be said. I don't need to know that. And I was like, I'm only going to use half. He was like, whoa, <laughs> don't give me that grapefruit back is what he asked. <laughs> you're just like, imagining you like sellotaping the two halves together and putting it back. But there you go. <laughs> it, it's back in there. Don't worry. Um, anyway, that was the end of that phone call. Yeah. I take this exact microphone I'm using now and nice. finger fuck the grapefruit <laughs> into the microphone <laughs> to replicate the sound of a juicy blowjob. Nice. Um, but Was then it that, accurate? Did it feel good? I think I did a feel good right? job. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did, did, I, did you think you did the actor justice? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I All mean, right, cool. we're talking about maybe three seconds of the whole film, but I went yeah. to so much detail for those three <laughs> seconds. Um but this is what dawned on me is like people watch porn porn has decent production in it. Mm. So there's Foley work for porn. And, uh, before I, uh, got in crippling debt or the realization I got in crippling debt from uni. <laughs> right. I was like, I need a studio job and mm. they're hard to come by. So I started looking at like local porn studios to see if oh, I needed right. any like Foley work. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't find any and ended oh. up in retail, but <laughs> just know like every time you're watching porn, someone could be fingering a grapefruit for you. Really? Is that true? I thought they had like microphones on it. Cause like, at least you're not, you're not like picking up dialogue or like background noise. Are you surely a lot of the points porn sounds are real? I don't know. No, you're not convinced. You think about like on, just think about on set of a film anyway. It's a busy place. Yeah. It's noisy. Yeah. And it, if you watch porn on mute, which I'm sure a lot of people have done, I don't think it gets you off as much as yeah. the, the sound. Sound is a very, you know, big part of the picture. Yeah. It, they go hand in hand the way I view it. Yeah. Um, and there is a, a funny parody video I will send you of a sound designer doing foley for porn and it's like okay. slapping two pieces of ham together and like <laughs> you know a plunger and stuff yeah. like that oh sick um, that's cool so yeah I'd like to think there's if, if anyone's a foley artist for porn hit me up oh yeah you know? yeah I want to hear from you as well yeah, yeah definitely but like it, it's a weird world that I never considered especially studying throughout uni I was like I'm going to be a producer I want to <laughs> edit music I'm an, I'm an artist I never thought like <laughs> I'm going to make the sounds of a blowjob one day. <laughs> I'm going to fuck a grapefruit into yeah. a mic. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But here we are, you know. Yeah, nice. So do you have the sound, like, available? Do you still have it? I could probably find it, yeah. I've still Mate, got we should definitely, like, project. insert it here. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. 
And if not, I'll just recreate the sound of a blowjob. Yeah, do it. Give I'll me. I want. That. I want one here. Okay, I'm gonna clap my hands, and then you're gonna give us your blowjob okay. sound. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, that was something we were going to add in the podcast at one point because I got really good at making foley sex sounds. I was like, Jamie, why don't we add sex noises in the uh, in between, like story one and story? Yeah, two? yeah, yeah. We did for a couple, I think. Yeah, there's there's one or two where you can hear some moaning and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's buried. It's like an Easter egg. You got yeah. like you know, Marvel have their Easter eggs. We've got <laughs> ours. We've got sex noises in our interludes. So yeah, listen up. Hey, Toby. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? You right? Yes, I'm so good. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. Really excited. Amazing. Me too. Yeah. So you wanted to come and just talk about sex. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I love sex. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't had much of it since the, you know. But yeah. No. Well, I mean, I think a lot of us are in that boat with lockdown. We're all, we can all just use yeah. lockdowns as an excuse exactly. of not getting laid. That's the other reason, 100. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that um, you are a disabled person, right? Yes, I'm a wheelchair user. Wheelchair user, yes. And um, you uh, have some thoughts and opinions on how people kind of perceive that in the sex world, right? Yes, 100%. I think that um, representation is super key. Mm. Yeah, it's um, we were chatting before this that it's uh, it's quite rare to find people, uh, you know, from that area on things like sex yeah. podcasts and, you know, sex YouTube channel and stuff. And you have your own YouTube channel, right, where you talk about a variety of things. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really hard to find people that are representing, you know, that yeah, area. I think um, for me, I realised, especially people of colour who are disabled and who are part of the LGBT community, I find that when, like, we're kind of lost in sort of, like, you know, asking, hey, could you actually include me? Um, or I don't really see it. A lot of people talk about it. So I definitely wanted to, you know, sort of have this conversation with you and um, show your viewers a bit more about uh, my perspective. Obviously, every person in the LGBTQ community and uh, the, the disabled community um, obviously have their own different lived experience. But um, mine has been quite diverse in terms of my religion, my, you know, ethnicity, etc. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of things do you think need to be talked about more? Well, um, I think definitely when we talk about sex and sexuality, Disabled people are usually like fetishized, especially uh, plus okay. size disabled people. I find that okay. um, it's just, it's never that we're just ordinary people. And also in education, we're not, we're not taught about different types of bodies. Um, so one of the young ladies, I don't want to speak too much for her, but she was explaining that, for example, when you want to go to the sex clinic um, to have like a full checkup um, for any STIs and stuff when you're blind, it's super difficult. Um, and when she was taught all of those things in school, it, it was it was a bit awkward. Um, like, you know, when they 
like pass around like the the model of a vagina or a penis um generally it's you know everyone sort of looks at it for a bit and then moves on whereas for her obviously because of her being blind she wanted to kind of explore it a bit more but it was just a bit awkward and and also you know just explaining to everyone in the classroom that hey that experience for me is a little bit different and often disabled bodies are desexualized um or they're fetishized it's it's one or the other they're they're never it's never linear it's never just you get what i mean yeah yeah that's super interesting actually yeah you you got a good point because um, I'm definitely guilty of kind of not really thinking about, you know, for example, wheelchair users and, you know, how, how sex would be for them. It's not really something I think about because it was never shown to me at school or, you know, um, or in media. Um, but then, yeah, I can definitely imagine that kind of thing being fetishized. Um, like, you know, if there was a, if there was a porn film with a wheelchair user, I can imagine it being on, you know, maybe not on the front page of, you know, Pornhub, yeah. it'd be, you know, in a sort of, on a kink site kind of thing. So yeah, I totally understand that. But then, which is fine yeah. either way, you know, it's, it's a lack of education or it's a fetish. That's cool. But like, yeah, there's this huge bit in the middle that no one's yeah. talking about <laughs> of just people that want to have sex like sexually active wheelchair users blind people and yeah i yeah, think right. also uh, i posed a question in a room yesterday on clubhouse about hey i started with the ladies and i asked them how would you feel if you were if you were into a guy and he could walk and then you later found out that he had to use a wheelchair or some sort of aid um right and the general consensus was, well, I kind of would prefer to have a partner that doesn't have um, a disability because I, I feel like I would have to like look after them and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of work. And I explained to them <clears throat> that that's very, it's a bit, <sighs> that is where the ableism comes in. Because yeah, yeah. the thing is, you accepting an able-bodied person and and then because now you're suddenly further in the relationship or you're having a sex a sexual relationship with them, uh, you then and then they somehow become, you know, or you figure out that they they have some kind of illness and then that's maybe when you, you decide, okay. I accept them or I don't accept them, but why they have exactly the same stuff as you. And for you to assume that you have to look after them um, and stuff like that is, is definitely not correct. Like with me personally, um, I make it a, a point that you are my partner sexually and that you are not going to be the one looking after me. I have somebody for that and I have you to, to, you know, have that relationship with, um, and explore with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I just was explaining that, that, that kind of thinking is, yeah, it's, it's ableist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So how does that, um, 
how's that question fall if we if we switch it around so um how would you feel with um you know being partnered with someone like the example you gave someone that could walk and someone that needed a wheelchair on aid like where does that fall for I'm you i'm cool with it to be honest i i don't mind yeah. i've dated people um who have uh some sort of cognitive disability um i've also dated someone in a wheelchair i'm really I believe that love and sex is open to everybody and it's about who you are as a person, not what you have to deal with. Because let's, let's be honest, mental health is a form of disability um, and a lot of people have mental health issues and they are accepted, not completely, but they are accepted generally by their partners but maybe later on down the line, I would say that people, you know, because no one says, oh, hi, by the way, I've got schizophrenia. They, they don't say that. With me, I can't hide it or whatever. So I met, if I found a guy that was in that situation, hats off to him for even, you know, just being who he wants to be, you know, it, like or who he is as a person. And as long as he mm. doesn't feel ashamed of it, I'm cool with it. But if you're hiding it i think i do have a problem with that um, but i understand why i understand why yeah yeah definitely i think the the question that might be on a lot of people's mind listening to this is quite taboo um and i'm fully ready to just uh, cut this out if i massively offend you that's fine um but i think a question on a lot of people's minds when this topic comes up is kind of the physicality of sex and the logistics of sex with with someone who needs aids like that um what do you what do you think about that sort of being you know um well i am often asked this question especially on dating apps okay so i am a muslim i'm on a dating app called musmatch and i absolutely love it however i get always i always get this question about Am I able to, etc.? And how does it work? Yeah. Um, I'm able to get on from the time I'm able to get on a bed, then I can have sex. Um, there are lots of different okay. things that, just like any other male or female or um, binary person, they would they need whatever it is in the bedroom to to just help out. So maybe a cushion or um you know maybe a swing or something whatever but there's an array yeah. of different things that make it actually fun so it doesn't have to mm. be this weird thing but it can be really really fun to explore with different things that are available now you know for me yeah. I, I want to try a few other things but i've i've had I was, I was, you know, I, I had a lot of sex in my day. I loved <laughs> sex. It was, it was, it was a form of expression for me when I was younger. Um, yeah. And I explored in so many different ways. Um, but I never, back then, like, it wasn't really, I didn't feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I want to bring this in the bedroom. But anyone living that yeah. may, may be interested in, you know, being with someone that, might be blind or or deaf or whatever ask them ask them 
Um, but mm. don't just go straight in with it. Get to know who they are first. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I mean, at least yeah. give them that. Do you get what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, even with like lingerie and stuff like that, it can be sexy, as I say, and, and it can it can mm. it can be fun. Like the whole point of us being on Earth is that we're all supposed to explore with each other and figure out what's what. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, and especially now we're in a modern day, so just there's yeah. so many ways logistically that you can yeah have penetrative sex or um, or you know foreplay or kink play whatever you want to do you can yeah. still do it with someone who has a disability of some form you know physical yeah. i'm talking yeah. about cool yeah that was quite a beautiful point actually i think i want to end it there i can imagine like the fade out there hello everyone it's me jamie and i've got an important announcement to make all right this podcast is now sponsored by better help now anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp, um, and I've been on it for years now. Probably like coming up to like four years, I think. Maybe five years I've been on it. Um, getting counselling um, on a weekly basis, and I love it. Um, and yeah, it's really it's really nice. It's a bit like Tinder for therapists. You, you put in like your problems, <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about, and then it comes up with all these different counsellors who um, specialise in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably probably like 14 counselors in my time on better help for me living in london especially um i think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in-person therapy is really expensive um this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online um yeah i send messages at all at all points in, in the day and night um it's pretty good for that you can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit of a distance. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye hey Miss Kim hey Jamie so for those who don't know you are a pro dom right yes which means what a professional dominatrix which means I get paid to do a variety of things I mean it's not just one thing but a mm. variety of things um, in the BDSM world, yeah. yeah, and and funny enough, I've only been doing it three years. Mm. Mm. But you've been in this world for a yeah, long time. a very very <laughs> yeah. very long time, uh, thirty two years. Yeah, yes, in which we've scene, already established this yeah. way longer than you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to like find out a bit about the last three years for you. So for anyone that has no idea about this world 
that kind of includes myself a little bit. Okay. Although we have been to your playroom, so I feel a little bit like Ooh, like I've seen some stuff. I now. know. It's the first I know. time I've been to. I've never been to any kind of playroom dungeon, anything like that. So. And you did nice. think I was going to try and pin you down on something for a while? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is where she jumps me. And no, that's <laughs> yeah. not my scene. No. So if anyone that has no idea about this world, then what can they expect if they if they've booked a session with you? They've booked an hour mm-hmm. and they show up. What what happens then? I ask them what they're into. Mm. And if they don't know what they're into, then I say we can try lots of things. Mm. And if at any point you go, mm, it's not really doing it for me, uh, we stop and yeah. go on to something else. Because if there's one thing about BDSM, it's just the most huge subject that you can ever think about. And there's so many things that you can do, mm. you know, uh, then we don't have to stop at the, oh, ow, that hurts my balls, you mm. know, I don't like that, you know, with this, there's lots and lots of things that we can play at, mm. you know, oh, that's hurting my balls. Well, how about this feather? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, that's better. Because, mm. you know, not all BDSM is about pain mm. everybody thinks it's about pain right you know and some some things um are just about being dominant you know um you don't have to inflict bodily harm on somebody yeah f- for them to enjoy a bdsm experience mm. you know just the domination part then feeling like they're in the presence of a strong powerful woman mm. that they're a little bit intimidated by mm. and scared and you know yeah yeah, I definitely got that vibe from you. First off, you called me to set this up, and that never happens, right? Whenever I give my number out to someone to set up a recording, it, they always text me. You called me, and you were very like... Well, I, I come from a generation where you picked up the phone. Yeah, and I did. Not only that, but don't you think when you hear somebody's voice, you can tell so much about them, and it might... You know, surely when you heard my voice, you thought, oh, she sounds really friendly, really nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, friendly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, sounded fr- <laughs> you sounded friendly, but you sounded intimidating. Oh, good. And that was, yeah, no, it really came through. It really came through. I was like, because you, you were sort of like... Well, maybe um, just because you don't answer the phone. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe if you started answering the phone a bit more or making calls, mm. make the calls. <laughs> maybe you could be the intimidator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like a strong power move. And on the and on the phone, you did call it your dungeon. You said we're gonna we're gonna record in my dungeon. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I've let you down. It's fine, uh, but, but it's was, warmer in here, and this is no, the like coldest this. day of the year. I'm very okay with this. But um, yeah, and I, the vibe I got was you were very sort of just strong, and I, and I'm not even a client. I'm not, even, you know what I mean. So I could see I, instantly. I was like, yeah, oh, but okay, I've right. always been assertive. Yeah. Always. Uh, um, I can remember being at a party, a BDSM play party at somebody's house mm. years and years ago, and somebody, I don't know whether they were being joking, jokingly or not, but called me dominant. And my friend Nick went, "She's not dominant. She's just bossy." <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's an element of that. I've yeah. always been kind of not bossy i.e. you know not regarding somebody else's wishes but mm. certainly getting things done yeah yeah mm. you know okay. are, are you listen if the ship was going down stick with me <laughs> because because I'll find us a boat and a life raft and some food and a yeah. and a band yeah. <laughs> it'll be a great escape from the apocalypse I'm just the sort of person that gets things done yeah and I do it now yeah you know I'm not like oh yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm you know, people it's talks cheap actions speak louder than words mm. oh yeah I'm gonna do this that and the other no I've already done it yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that's probably that's all you could hear just just um you know 
you getting stuff done. Me getting stuff done. And it worked, because I'm here. It did, yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see? I was okay. getting what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of um, people that have come in and they're not sure what they're into and you kind of show them some things, um, I was going to say show them the ropes, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than ropes. Um, what would you say is the overarching kind of trend in, uh, in this There thing. isn't. Okay. There you go. Good. There isn't really. You know, men are as different <clears throat> as women. Mm. <laughs> we couldn't say all women were the same, could we? Mm. Certainly couldn't. Well, men aren't either. And what they... I was talking to... I, I've just been for afternoon tea. With another have. With another mistress mm. who um, I trained. And um, I was discussing with her. Because she's a rubberist as well as a mistress. Mm. So she loves rubber. But I was saying that I... My rubberist clients, I don't... They're not very submissive. Mm. So they don't, they're not all, yes, mistress, thank you, mistress. Mm. You know, they're not doff, doffing their cap, you know, all the yeah. time. Um, they generally enjoy the rubber experience, mm. uh, it being encapsulated by it, the smell of it, the touch, the sound, mm. all of those things. But they don't tend to be that submissive. So that's just one type of guy, you know, the rubberist type of guy. But there are rubberists who are very submissive as well. Mm. Then there's your transvestite. There's your slutty transvestite who just wants to be a tart, mm. a bit of a slag. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got your sissy type transvestite who wants to be a doll right yeah mm. and they kind of fall into different categories so to assume that all men are the same and they all have they all like the same thing is totally different you know sissies for instance like a little bit of bottom spanking mm. but wouldn't go as far as a cane right Okay. But they do like a big old dildo up their ass, <laughs> or even just a little finger. Yeah, yeah. So this is all, these are all things you have to kind of slowly work out. Through you do the session. slowly work out. Well, no, because I talk to them before we start the okay. session, um, so you get a rough idea. But if somebody's, you know, comes to me and they says they want to a dress up day, sissies, sissification. It's called sissification. Okay. Um, then I kind of say anal playing a bit of spanking, and mm. they usually go yes. Mm. Okay. Because they fall into sort of, not always, listen, yeah. there's no such thing as a, a rule, this is how it is. Mm. Um, but then you've got your CP clients, you know, that just want CP. Mm. Um, although I have CP. corporal punishment, okay. it's short for corporal punishment. It's what we used to do to children when they were naughty, right. hit them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, it must have come from the forces, hence the word corporal, corporal. punishment. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, hitty things, mm. um, which is also called impact play. Mm. But um, I have an impact play client that I've turned into a bit of a rubber whore. So okay. he didn't know he liked rubber. Yeah. But because it's one of my things, uh, I like rubber because yeah. I have a rubber club, you know, called the uh, called Rubber Cult. It's okay. actually on this Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what does that entail then? Everybody wears rubber. Yeah. Every <laughs> Everybody, you can't yeah. get in unless you're wearing rubber. Okay. So in 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 essence, it's the only real fetish club in this country. Right. Because everybody is a fetishist. Oh, okay. So most fetish clubs are. It's a place where you can go like that, but not everyone has to. This one, everyone has to. Everybody has. To, well, at a fetish club, everybody has to wear a, a dress code. But yeah. but you know, most people try and get round it with a fancy dress costume yeah. or something like that. But. You know, do you know what the word fetish means? No. The worship of an inanimate object to okay. get an erotic response. Oh, okay. So they're people who love rubber and it makes them, ooh, mm. yeah? 
So is the attraction... So that like makes actually, them a fetishist. Right. So the attra- I'm a fetishist. Right, okay. So is the attraction to the rubber or to the... F- Do you know what I mean? Like, is it the person in the yeah. rubber? Is no, there a grey no, area? Sometimes, sometimes it's not the person in the rubber. Yeah. They can give a shit who's in the rubber. Right. Yeah, it's the rubber they're itself. fetishising the, the... Yeah, because the person in it is animate. Mm. The rubber is inanimate. Mm. So the definition of fetish is in, inanimate. Okay. So thigh boots. Yeah. So leather, mm. PVC. These are all inanimate things. Mm. High heels. So that's what the attraction is aimed at, then? Well, if you're a fetishist, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. And it's uh, if you get an erotic response from it. Yeah. Yeah? So if it... You know, the funny thing about girls and boys is, um, you know, boys will very often use their barometer. You know that thing that hangs between their legs? Yeah. That barometer generally tells them that they're getting an erotic response. Yeah. It's very difficult for girls because we don't spontaneously sit around and go oh yeah oh, rubbing yeah. your parts <laughs> love that yeah. you know but I love rubber and it does make me feel very special mm. without making me really horny yeah. do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah. so yeah I'm a fetishist okay so you love wearing it and seeing it as well I, I love lots of things as well you see it's not yeah. just rubber I love yeah. leather I've got a lot right. of leather stuff yeah. I like I like stockings not mm. as much as I like rubber and leather mm. I like thigh boots um, I like high heels, but I like the real high, the real heels, not the Laboutin heels. Because What's that? You know Laboutin? No. Laboutin. <laughs> well, there's a there's a, a designer called somebody Laboutin. Mm. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> but he makes really high heels, except the distance between the heel and then the start of the sole is very wide. Right. Whereas if you're into fetish heels. The gap is very narrow, which mm. means the foot is virtually upright. Oh, okay. And it's that angle that's everything. Right. Everything, mm. see? To just sit here and talk about the angle of a shoe mm. and get excited about yeah. it, and you can hear my enthusiasm yeah. and my passion for it, mm. and Laboussin's on it, <laughs> then, you know, that's a fetishist. Yeah. Okay. So if someone thinks they might be interested in this world, where's a good place to start? Um, so if you wanted to go somewhere and just meet people who you might be able to uh, talk to about things perhaps they've been to different events would be a munch Mm. Um, and they're usually in a back room in a pub and you can find them on FetLife have you heard of FetLife? yeah Yeah. Um, so munch stands for something yes it does (laughs) it started in America and it was a meeting and a lunch of like minded kinky people Mm. um, except British people don't all go out for a lunch. <laughs> um, you know, so that was where the word came from. But it mm. just means meeting of like-minded, kinky people. Mm. You know, some of them have never gone any further than the keyboard. Yeah. But sometimes you'll go to a munch and there'll be people on there who play with their partners at home or perhaps been to events or just really really interested in it and know a lot about it and mm. that's a good place to go to just you know to talk to people mm. and potentially play with people there's also a thing in london called peer rope p-e-e-r peer to peer so um that's also on fet life where you can um join in um it's five pounds it's usually on the last sunday of the month in bethnal green mm. that's my local one yeah and um people bring rope and let you use it so mm. if you like was thinking I don't know if I like rope or not. Mm. You could go there, pay five pounds, let somebody teach you a peer, yeah. and then uh, 
then you would know whether you liked it or not and whether whether you're going to invest in some rope yeah. um, then you could potentially go to something like club pedestal if you think you're submissive because mm. club pedestal is a female domination club right so it's for female dominance and the submissive men mm. that love them um, pro-doms or just no, dominant any, females any okay. dominant female even if she's you know just got a whip in her hand yeah and those tiddly squat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you see a lot of that going around. <laughs> cool. All right. That's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us. Leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you. Bye. <laughs>